2020. What a year, man. What a year. It's felt like a decade. <laughs> <laughs> man, it, it honestly could have his own decade long of shit that happened or things that happened. Like, I think this was the longest year in the whole decade, like, of the 10s. I mean, this is the beginning of the 20s, but it's just, like, way to start the 20s, you know? Like, mm-hmm. crazy. Long. Long as fuck. Come yeah, on. But I think I'm happy that, you know, we, we I'm proud of us. We got the podcast going consistently we covered we documented this whole year which you know when we get older it's gonna be dope to hear you know what we talked about where our heads was at and you know what we were even like where we weren't recording but you know we can go back like oh episode 30 i remember getting off the phone and i had to do this this that so Mm -hmm. you know i love doing this with you man this was fun it was fun we really did cover the whole year we started back up in january yeah. We had a little hiatus. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. A whole year. It was a vibe. And shit. I think all the well the cover will say it, but yeah, this is our end of the year, last episode of the season. We going on a break. We needed a break. But <laughs> Rajay when Rajay hit me, she was like, we was doing this for like, I don't know how how many weeks. I was like, damn, we went hard, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we had like 20 something episodes. And like we there was like maybe a week or like a week here and there. And then, you know, I was away in October, but we but you (laughs) the wait um for October. So like there was still content being pushed out. So like back to the topic as a whole, like has been going like the whole year. We've been going a while. I didn't notice until you told me, and I was like, "Oh, damn!" It's like, "Yeah, you, you're right. Let's, let's, you know, we need to find the time to finish it off." And I think it was perfect timing, you know, end of the year wrap up episode. You Definitely know, don't get no better. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just. I wanted to just reflect on this long year that we've had. Well, I also want to say it was a long year. Like looking at everything we've talked about, like I chose some things that stood out that kind of represents the year not represents the year but it's just it's so many actually not one thing can just represent the year but some of the standout things that happened this year Mm -hmm. um damn i lost my train of thought for a second but yeah so i just wanted to point out some of the things that stood out this year it's literally the whole year I really wish I knew what I was going to say because I lost my train of thought. It'd be the worst. Oh, um, it was because it the the year went quick, though, because, like, it's about to be 2021, right? It feels like it went so fast. It's December. It's the last month of the year. But that's what it was when I was looking through all this stuff. I was like, wow, like, a lot happened this year. Like, that's why it felt long because, it's like, it's like we couldn't get a break as a society, you know, mm-hmm. between the government, um, yeah the government alone like wow (laughs) and then pop culture um what else is here sports Uh, yeah sports i know and then obviously like covid and that has a big thing to do with the government but yeah so let's just get into it um so top of the year we had the grammys 
And one of the things for me that stood out was the fact that Revenge of the Dreamers 3 lost the Grammy's Best Rap Album category to Igor. So the other noms in that category was I Am I Was by 21 Savage, Championships by Meek Mill, and The Lost Boy by Corday. So it was like a great category. And I think in their own right, I was going to say that any of them could have won, but that's not true. But they were all really good albums. Mm-hmm. And while I loved Igor, especially like Tyler's like artistry and like genius of doing the production himself and recording like all the vocals. Revenge of the Dreamers 3 was just a special moment for me, obviously Dreamville fan and just the process they went through, you know, they like secluded themselves for like a week or so just to like make music. Everything was strictly about music, just have community. So I felt like with that process and then their um, was called promotion rollout, I felt like I really wanted them to win that and I felt like they should have. I don't know. You know, I'm a Dreamville fan, and I definitely said this when we recorded it, but I think Igor deserved it. It's one of those albums that, you know, I, I'm definitely going to pass on to, you know, my little brother. It's a, I think it's a very important album to listen to, especially now, just in the the things Tyler's talking about, the perspective, and, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, and I guess a lot of men I know, they get hooked up about, you know, his sexuality and all those things. And what he rhymes about but like you know i think when i have those conversations i'm like why first of all why do you care and is the music good no the music's not only good it's incredible so it's like you know i think at least for me it's a tool that i use to show people that it's, you know of course you know we gotta respect people you know who may not like what you like or whatever but it, the music is beautiful and it should be he should be judged for his music and mm-hmm. also open open those conversations about, you know, sexuality and everything. So, and I love the album. I've seen it live. I'm biased. So, but I feel, you know, the Dreamville fan of me, I'm upset, but I understand. Yeah. I understand. Right. You did deserve it. And I definitely got you saw it at one of the festivals, right? Oh, yeah. It was, it's, it might, Cole was better, but it's up there with Cole. I'm telling you. It was yeah. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, shout out Tyler. Um, and then... January 26th, we had the news break that Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna Bryant, along with um, some of the parents and athletes on her basketball team, had passed away in a helicopter accident. That definitely shook the world. Like the year was just beginning. Everybody's like, you know, every year, this my year, this my year. And, you know, it's an aesthetically pleasing year, 2020. And just for that to really, like, start the year off was tough. It was, man. I remember you you were the person who told me the news. I'll never forget that call, too. I know. I literally called Scuba crying, y'all. Like, I didn't know who else to call. I was with my friend, Alasia. I had just woken up from a nap, I think, and it was the first thing I see on Twitter, and I literally, like, just started crying. Like, when I was doing this, I looked up, you know, the date, the exact date it happened um, on Google, and it just still felt, like, unreal. Like, he's really gone. They're all really gone. Yeah, man. I I remember that moment. I, would, I did not believe you. And it was 
it really that really was the starting point of you know the downhill of 2020 to be honest yo <laughs> the shit we're about to get into but um we definitely got some highlights so it's not about to be all depressing um february 7th i feel like r&b killed it this year i feel like that was the start of it so brent Fias he dropped um f the world okay i actually just looked that up that is that even true or was that last year let me see real quick. Um, I feel like it was the start. It was the start of this year. It has to be. It was that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. No, I definitely did my research. So the concert was this year, and I, yeah. was, you know, I was like, I don't really like Brent like that, even though you put me on. But this album changed. It changed my whole life when it came to Brent Fias. Oh well, you need to listen to the EP Lost. I'm gonna just plug that. Well, you, put uh, me on. you put me on, but this right, was, that was the one. Okay, right. The one. Yeah, so let me stop so I can guess it myself. I do my research. So, yeah, February 7th, Brent Fires dropped his EP, Fuck the World. Um, and there were other huge drops this year. I didn't, like, get the exact dates for everybody um, from R&B, but Janae Aiko, um, Division, Tiana Taylor, Chloe and Hallie, Kehlani, Tink, Giveon, Black. Like, R&B killed it this year. So, big ups to them. It, it really helped me get through the year, I will say. Yeah, that was amazing albums. And not even all side albums. Well, I think a lot of people may think R&B side music, but this is a lot of beautiful music came out. Definitely. r and was so... <laughs> um, another R&B head, Summer Walker, on February 10th, she went to IG and said she's done making music after 2020. After she had just dropped her beautiful album in 2019, she says at the top of 2020 that she's done when the year's over. I hope that's not true because I need another album like over it, please. <laughs> we didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. I don't believe it, but she dropped the deluxe too. Maybe that's those are extra songs, but she did drop a deluxe. So I mean, hey. Yeah, and then she had an EP that came out this year too. It was in one of our Friday Fighters. So nice on Earth. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, more craziness. February nineteenth. Pop Smoke passed. He passed away. He was taken from us so early. So, so early. Another one that's like unreal. That one hit crazy because, you know, me, you know, I was a stickler. I, you know, I was like, I don't like the young, young folks music. But as you've seen with my Spotify playlist, or even, you know, when I released my Apple Rewind, Pop Smoke is the top artist that I listen to. I listen to over. On both apps, I listened to over 60 hours of Pop Smoke, so. Wow. Yeah, so I can't, it can't be understated after I just said that, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Pop. Long live Pop. And then February 23rd, Ahmad Arbery, he was um, a black man who, from the looks of it, was a victim to, um, I don't know if I want to go as far as white supremacy, but being a victim to racism, I would say. Um, yeah, and that that sparked it sparked another wave of protests and um, yeah, it's like social awareness, and I, it just it goes on and on from there. It was deep. I never I did the run for mud campaign. Um, it was, yeah, that was, that, oof, oh, 
yeah we'll, we'll get more into it sadly sadly but yeah the first one where it's like damn another one it's happening right. again right and definitely like pay attention to the dates i'm saying y'all like it's really like back back to back like whether it's losing somebody you know getting taken from us um just whatever like the ups and downs of this year just like behind the other one behind the other um so february 29th though our boy bad bunny dropped his second solo album um and it's an acronym for the phrase in english is basically like i do what i want but in spanish that's the acronym for it uh, the title of the album so that was definitely a highlight i still bump it to this day artist of the year man artist of the year. that's it all that's i have it. there period not gonna waste no time <laughs> you already know what's up march 6th we have the long-awaited eternal atake by Lil uzi drop what did you think did you listen yes it was it was good you know i liked it a lot because i think like a week after he put out like a double the deluxe like a yeah to it. and i like like i listened to them both and i enjoyed it usually like when when people put out a lot of music I don't listen to it, or I just get tired of it. But I think Uzi is just a very unique artist to where he keeps you coming back for more. And, you know, he has his bars, and then he has his catchy songs, and then he has catchy songs with bars. So yeah, I liked it. I don't. It's we'll see if it's in my top ten, but you know, it was definitely an amazing album. It was his best album in my opinion. Oh wow, that's a statement. It was a good album. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I definitely still love old Uzi a lot. Not that he's like changed up on us a lot, but you know, I don't know the space between his other projects and just, I don't know the feel, whatever like time it was in your life. Um, I'd say some of his other stuff is like his best, but I definitely enjoyed Eternal Take and the deluxe was just as good. Like, I feel like it, if anything, it completed the album like i only listen to the deluxe anyways um yeah march that was march 6th now we're on march 13th we had another victim to police police brutality brianna taylor was um taken from us way too soon that yeah oh i just got chills but another one another black woman another black body taken from us um to this messed up system Yeah, that. Oh, were you gonna say something? It's still justice for Brianna Taylor. That's all. That came, yeah. That came at a very interesting time in life for me, at least. Uh, just because you know, so much was going on, Roger. Like we didn't know we were going back to school. COVID just really hit. You know, before all this, you know, we were we weren't joking around. But I remember Elijah Lee. Try to put her government up there. She brought up something about the this disease that was happening over in Asia, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to affect us. But well, that day, like like we were saying before we uh, got on here, that day will always be remembered for when everything changed, man. Like that was a crazy day, and for that to be the date where Breonna Taylor, you know, lost her life uh, to you know, police brutality. Mm-hmm. It just makes that way more significant and crazy. And, you know, for her not to have, you know, the rightful justice that she deserves or what those officers did, what that officer did to her, it's crazy. So it's like, 
it's kind of like what I just did there, taking a breath and like really taking that in. Like that's something that's going to have its own chapter when people look back at 2020. Because like this is where I really feel where, where you know, weeks before we had Mud, you know, Ahmad Barbary, and then now we have Breonna Taylor. And it's starting that trend of again, like it's happening all over again. They're killing black bodies. And now, you know, thank God with video, it's in the mainstream, it's trending on Twitter, but that it, yeah, that was definitely a time in life. Like, I, mm. yeah, it definitely was just, yeah, starting with the COVID thing. Um, that's crazy. Me and Lay were just talking about that, how like, she really like let us know and before we even knew it like people was packing up to go home i know i left campus march 14th like i'll never forget that day packing the night before um yeah they was on it and then just the whole Brianna taylor thing like you said like they got for social media and like video like our new technology because this is not new um but we definitely can't stop fighting the good fight so keep pushing y'all it's it's gonna get better in one way or another yeah it's true and with hindsight of now um just like always there's been a lot of progress made but there's also been forces working against that progress to mm-hmm. win. you know hopefully you know this talk definitely with you right now is a good reminder it's just that we have to be consistent and keep it going um, and I know there's a, you know, I, this is off track, Roger, I'm sorry to get off track, but I don't know, I just felt like talking about, I know there's a, a Boston activist who, you know, he was, you know, he was protesting, he was protesting a Trump, a counter protest to a Trump, a Trump uh, protest or whatever they call it over there on that side of politics. Mm. And there was a video of an older white woman throwing water on him mm-hmm. and somehow he, He's the one being charged and going to court when she clearly assaulted him. Mm-hmm. She clearly was using her privilege to, you know, to make false uh, claims. And now he, this man has, you know, his job has suspended him, and and you know he's he's dealing with all these consequences for something that he he did not commit. But the way that society is, and the way that police is, you know, ran, uh, it's still. You know, it's it, that that whole this whole incident shows me that you know, of course, we've made a lot of progress, but shit is still kind of the same, or shit is still fucked up, and the system needs to change. So, uh, just be active, y'all. Simply sharing a post or donating to something, um, having conversations with your friends like we're having right now, me and Roger. Mm-hmm. It keeps it alive and it keeps it motivated to do things because it's still, it's still, you know, shit sadly is gonna keep on happening, but. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that just because it was on my mind. It's been on my mind heavy, that whole situation. No, definitely justice for Shimmy. I'm trying to... Okay, yeah, so if anybody is um, interested, though, on February 24th, um, you're welcome to come to the Lynn District Court for his hearing. So February 24th, Lynn District Court. If you can make it, please do. I'm definitely going to try to make it. That's my city. It happened in the city right next to my city. Um, I'm always in that area, like going to Vinton Square, getting food. Um, 
so I definitely want to show my support and yeah I was definitely outraged seeing that like I when I saw the video like I know exactly where that is um and it's yeah it's surreal like really right right in your neighborhood right in your backyard and I know you know this has been happening but you know like they say it always it not that it was a shocker but you know it just made me even more angry like I'd be there, you know, like right where he's standing. Like I've been there like not too long ago. I'm always there. Um, and yeah, the video speaks for itself. Like they don't, these police don't care about us. They really don't. But yeah. So where are we? Where are we? So that was March 13th. We were talking about um, with Breonna Taylor and COVID. March 24th, the first versus battle happens with the creators, Swiss Beats and Timbaland. This was a dope moment, I feel like, for us this year. You know, with COVID, everything had to go virtual. And yeah, just as hip hop heads and knowing that this is going to continue to be a thing with other people, like the excitement behind that, that was just really dope. So that started on Instagram Live and eventually they um, got a deal with Apple Music. So now it's um, in person and, you know, they, they gain some revenue off that, I'm sure. But that was just like real raw community, like real hip hop shit. <laughs> like that was really dope. Yeah. I know I, when we post this, I have like some videos of that, uh, that battle. Just because it was history. I was like, wow, you know, we all locked down, nothing to do. And, you know, they, you know, they found a way. You found a way to entertain us. And I, I was, I was too lit for Swiss Beats and Timberland, even though I think Timberland beat him because Timberland, you know, he brought out some whole verses with Swiss Beats had the Rough Riders, but mm-hmm. it was dope. And even last night we had one with um, Too Short and E-40. Yeah. Loved it because, you know, I'm not, I know about them. I have some hip hop knowledge. Um, two shorts on my list of like top 50 rappers of all time but like to hear them talk about you know how the Bay had to you know edge themselves and like you know push for themselves to have a spot in hip hop and you know to be respected uh, is just dope and I like how you know like I said you know it provides a nice little platform for us younger you know us younger has the hair from the old heads and then you know it's just dope and I know uh, we we missed out the uh, not the Alicia Keys, the Shanti and Keisha Cole, but next I know. it gives us something to look forward to, you know. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited for that. And yeah, like you're like like you're saying about the um, old heads thing. Um, I feel like something like like a versus like really like gives you that like stamp for legendary status like or just like in terms of just like getting your respect because you know we all it's always going to be the old head versus new heads thing but it's like until you can do something like that like you always got to respect the people who did it before you because they paved the way like i feel like that's yeah my main point just like respecting those who did it before you because they they crawled and walked so we can run so yeah, it's really a beautiful thing to see. That was that message. Word. Um, I don't know what happened in April. I know we were recording, but I guess nothing really stood out. Second month of being in <laughs> lockdown. So maybe people either. were. Huh? So I don't remember what happened in April either. That <laughs> was so long ago, me either. Um, but my, uh, May 25th, another victim to police brutality, George Floyd. 
he was murdered by the police. Um, that event specifically, I feel like, triggered a wave in the music industry with hip hop and R&B music um, and using their platforms for activism. But definitely the George Floyd murder um, was another hard hitting event in a not so good way that happened this year. I think um, that's really when Hmm. Damn, I didn't even say this before we talked, but hopefully it doesn't sound crazy. But I feel like that's when America really opened their eyes to see what it's like, you know, being black and having to deal with the police and like took it seriously beyond it just trending. Like there was marches, there was real actions being made because I think that's, you know, you know we had a we mentioned Amat Amory and Breonna Taylor, but I don't know, I think that video of watching those police officers stand on that man's neck for eight minutes and 53 seconds, I believe. Damn near nine minutes. Mm. It, 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 you know, shit. I'm trying to stop swearing. So things, things were never the same after that. Um, And I honestly, Roger, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect the marches, the murals, the you know, the people going as hard as they were, the nightly riots and everything, you know. Mm. Damn, they, people even took over, I forgot what city, I don't know if it was in Oakland, but they took over like a whole section of the, the city. Uh, that was, I, you know, when we look back at the history books, I think that was uh, a changing moment in history. You know, one of those moments because it, it you know, I just think things are never going to be the same. And, again or people can't ignore it anymore people can't you know you know what i mean there's been so many videos but that one just it hit different so yeah that was that was crazy that was yeah that's that's something we're gonna be talking to our kids about man like of course you know with beyond 10 and aubrey but i just feel like that was you know it was around the globe roger around the fucking world yeah it was, I, I just wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that, but I'm happy that it did happen. Not that he, you know, of course, what happened to him, but like how the it- response. The response, thank you. The response was crazy. It was, and yeah, it definitely was like another like pivotal moment in our movement, like in black people's history, um, definitely definitely like I feel like there was a switch that like clicked mm-hmm. I still haven't well I'm not gonna but I didn't watch the video I just I just couldn't with that one and I think that was the first time where I just like made an effort to I'm just like I personally just can't watch these videos no more like yeah it's a lot um so yeah like I said hip-hop and r&b they use their platforms so we have june 11th um spillage village they dropped end of days so that was their single off their album june 12th little baby dropped the bigger picture and buddy dropped black 2 june 19th anderson pack dropped lockdown and her dropped i can't breathe so that was really like good to see 
artists we love and people in the music industry like speaking up about what happened and they all have videos mm -hmm. did black two have a video yeah i'm pretty sure it did okay i didn't see it but i saw all the other ones so that was like good you know putting some visuals with it really like getting the message across and then june 16th so kind of in between that <laughs> um switching gears but still music j cole dropped snow on the bluff and literally sent like the music world into a frenzy um so basically you know just reflecting on what's been going on you know with black people and police brutality and like um you know because like you said and i agree like there was a switch that happened with the george floyd murder mm. um i feel like people really went hard on social media to like put out resources um for people to support orgs um find like marches to go to and then also people shining light on just how you can support black people, whether it's a business, reading a book, um, buying art, you know, that's business. Um, just just other ways to really just, for people who aren't black to like see us. Like, I feel like that's the only way I can put it, just to really see us. And like one of the tweets I saw, um, somebody like put a list of a bunch of books by um, black authors that were just like, sci-fi and um fiction and just like things that just weren't so like gloomy and down because just how we talked about the grammys a few episodes ago how we feel like the music they pick from black people has to like make a statement or has to be happy i feel like when um the movement picks up again with black lives it's like like yes you should learn the history of our strife but also like see see us see the greatness within us so i really appreciate it like people taking out the time to be like yes buy art from this black person read these books that are so like you know and you know it's not again like i was saying not always like uplifting and happy but like some sci-fi shit like you know we like science too we like math we like we like everything just like everybody else likes everything um so yeah, I just went on a tangent, but yeah, so J. Cole was just reflecting on that because um, the thing was he didn't name drop no name, but it was directed towards her because she had been doing and had and is doing um, really great work with supporting black people. And she has a book club um, where they're reading great things. So yeah, that's why I brought all that up. But it sent the world into a frenzy because people felt like the way he came at her saying basically he was saying that just because my activism doesn't look like yours like doesn't mean it's wrong in a nutshell y'all should listen to the song and her response um but yeah that happened <laughs> and it definitely sent twitter into a frenzy and you know as a j cole stan i'm like people ain't just gonna come for him because he wasn't trying to come for her because I agreed with the message. Not everybody's activism is going to look the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry for the tangent. <laughs> you know, we went on our tangents when we talked about it. I think, you know, you said it perfectly. Not everybody's activism is the same. Period. Right. Just do your part. So June 19th, um, we had Juneteenth, the celebration of that. I 
feel like this year specifically, there was like a widespread acknowledgement of it amongst black people and beyond, at least in America. Um, I've known about Juneteenth. I haven't personally celebrated it. Also, I haven't been celebrating 4th of July for a few years now. Um, it's just a national day off for me, National Cookout Day. <laughs> but yeah, it was really dope to see the the effort people were putting into like um, educate people on it this year on Juneteenth. Yeah, no, I I always, I gave you know my freshman year uh, the alphas and the rest of the Greeks told me about Juneteenth. I didn't know about it either, but definitely for it to get you know certified, you know Massachusetts, you got the day off now, and like for it to get its respect is really dope, you know, and, you know, just the history being now taught in public schools and now they're going to tell you know they're going to teach kids about it and, you know beyond just black kids it's dope right it is and i just want to give a, a shout out to my cousin um who lives in lynn she started the reason i ever heard of juneteenth was because she started the north shore the juneteenth i'm sorry if i get this wrong but i think it's the new juneteenth north north shore association <laughs> Um, so she would always put together like um, an event every year for that, starting like a few years ago. So it's definitely being it's making its ripples around communities. So yeah, and then I don't have a specific date for this, but pretty much around like yeah, July, June, July, everyone's tour got canceled. <laughs> like. For sure, for sure. Everybody's tour got canceled. So um, I was going to see Janae Aiko, Brent Fayez, and go to Dreamville Fest. I know Fabulous and The Weeknd, all of them, they all got their um, tours canceled. There was probably more, but those were like some of the the ones I know people were going to and I was going to. I still don't feel bad for y'all missing out Brent because I would have been very, I would have been highly upset because I love that album. I do, so I'm not sorry you and Dion didn't get to go. Whatever. And Janae. I was going with her, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, nope. <laughs> she was incredible. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he gave us a refund for it, so definitely you have a chance to go whenever the concert happens. Sure. Uh, then, so yeah, like I said, that was June, July. July 12th, Megan Thee Stallion, we know now, had gotten shot by Tory Lanez. Another, like, wow moment. Like, just a lot of the things that we've said, like, I never would have expected to happen. (laughs) That's a moment in hip-hop now. Yeah, it definitely is a moment in hip-hop, and we'll speak on that later, but it, it already has been, though. July 17th, U.S state representative john lewis passed away too like you see like i mean i know he was old but it's just like damn like everything in one year it's just a lot that was an icon civil right definitely definitely but you know i know he's a little older so it's like it but it's a shocker though it's still a shocker Yeah, Um, yeah and his impact um then july 29th bet dropped the no limit chronicles i was debating if i should put that in there or not but i'm like yeah that was a moment like 
I enjoyed it. <laughs> Let me see you saying, uh, uh, this ain't no P. Yeah, you, you, you messed me up with those chronicles. <laughs> you messed me yeah, up. They were so good. We have an episode on them. Check it out. But they were so good. Thought I was from New Orleans. They were so good. Um, yeah, they should be on BET, one of the streaming services or something on demand. Um, July 20th. Damn, I messed that up. That's fine. It's all July. Whatever. July 20th, J. Cole published The Audacity um, with what What platform was that? It's Journal. The Journal. Some, or It wasn't Sports Illustrated, but it was, it was one of those. Yeah, I'm blanking. I should have wrote it. But yeah, definitely read that. He talked about like his music career, his basketball journey. He revealed to us that he has another son. So there's two little Coles. <laughs> and he also considered re- uh, retirement. In the Players it. Tribune. Hmm? Players Tribune. That, that was it. Players Tribune. Yes, that's what it's on. My favorite article of the year, and yes, I'm biased. I think it's the best article of the year because it was. He wrote that was incredible. It was incredible. Read it. <laughs> yeah, just read it. Exactly. Period. Moving on. Uh, July 21st. So this is still Cole. This is like a series of Cole, real quick. He dropped the Climb Back and Lion King on Ice, two singles. Check those out. My songs. Uh, July 27th. He drops his first shoe of the Dreamer series. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if he has any more coming out, but there's about like six shoes out now. Drop the album. Drop the album. Yeah, I know, right? Literally, like, bro. Him, Rihanna, they all doing shit outside of their their main field. <laughs> now, nah, I'm not trying to box them, but I I need the music. I need the music. <laughs> need the music. Uh, July 29th. Another like wow, Malik B of the Roots passed away too. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Philly felt that one, man. Right. Yeah, that was. Then August twelfth, BT dropped another Chronicles with the Rough Riders. I was saying that shit was crazy, you know. I'm telling you, Roger. (laughs) Right. We stop. No, seriously, he's a character, but I think it definitely um, gave us some insight. I'm sure he's had, like, uh, what's called interviews on his life, you know, prior to his success. But for me, personally, that was the first time, like, getting any details and looking behind the curtain, like, of his life. Um, So that was, like, really interesting to watch and obviously seeing everybody else. So it's Beads, Eve, the whole gang. Gotta know the dog. Yeah. Good bark. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna make y'all laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're almost there, y'all. Almost done. Um, August fourteenth. I personally had to put this in. Drake dropped "Laugh Now, Cry Later" featuring Lil Durk. Um, and within that, in the video, he hinted at his new album, "Certified Lover Boy." That's my song of the year, probably. Like, I just love that song. Every time it comes on, I never get tired of hearing it. I listen to it two or three times back to back. I don't care. <laughs> I love that song. I don't know why. Interesting. We both have big songs out of that song of the year. What's your song of the year? It's a Drake song. I can't remember it right now, but it's a Drake song. 
He's that boy. Stop playing with him. Yeah, it is what it is. Hey, what's my? I can't even see. Where is it? Wait, not laugh when you cry. It's before laugh cry came out. Damn, pop star, pop star, pop star. Okay, work. Two different moves. Two different moods. Yeah, it is. But I like that song too. That's that boy. And then August twentieth. This is like, this is really, really like. It's like bout time, and it's really overdue. That's the word. August twentieth, Michigan set out to pay. $600 million to the victims of the Flint water crisis. If you don't know that story, go look it up. Like, it's been way too long. It's been years. I'm pretty sure. Where are we in high school? Yeah. When right. that happened. Or watch the episode. I thought we had a good episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we did talk about that. We broke it down. Um, again, yeah, all of these we've had an episode on. So if you want to know more, go check it out on our page, underscore back to the topic with the number two on Instagram. I make it pretty easy with the covers. You know, you can just look for a picture of what I talked about and you'll find the episode. Um, so, yeah, I hope those people get their due justice because that state has been playing with their lives. And I'm not being dramatic. Um, August 28th, oh, another one, Chad, uh, Chadwick Boseman passed after a long battle with, um, was it cancer? Yeah. Yeah, one of the forms of cancer. Oh, my gosh, my heart. His birthday just passed, too, actually. Oh, yeah. That was sad. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to, well, he just, they also just dropped a, a new film with him and Viola Davis on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but. It looks really dope. He's back in that '60s era acting, you know, in the um, in that setting, which I think is definitely uh, one of his best lanes he have. But I didn't realize how much of you know a lot of a lot of black actors they like respected them. Like a lot of the legends, like Viola Davis, Denzel, you know, Eddie Murphy. A lot of people they respected his work. So he was mm-hmm. definitely a living legend, man. It's crazy. Yeah, he was definitely putting in work. Like he has a good like. Uh filmography cat uh catalog under his belt and yeah. he's like very diverse too with it mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm gonna watch that soon You're it's right. called ma rainy on netflix it might have like some words before or after it but it's about ma rainy um so i'm definitely looking forward to that you are right he was what he was he was james brown he was Jackie Robinson. He was a third good Marshall. He was uh, the Black Panther. And I'm missing one more. But yeah, the, the boy had range. And that was just, you know, some of his Black films he did. Or predominantly, you know, Black audience targeted films. Right. And like, um, really like in the forefront. Uh, man, I miss him. Um, I just plugged this in because you okay. said something about hitting different earlier and I was like oh shit <laughs> my girl SZA <laughs> dropped on September 4th with Ty Dolla Sign her single hit different and that shit hit different let me tell you already <laughs> it had been she I mean I know she was on like the Black Panther soundtrack but like a SZA song like we haven't gotten one since her album Control 
which came out in 2017, I believe. Yeah. So it had been too long, and I was so happy. Our girl blessed us. You're looking good too. <laughs> she looked great. <laughs> um, September 18th, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away as well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm telling you, all the ups and downs of this year—it's insane. Yes, in all in all aspects of everywhere in life, it's crazy. Right. Like, and we've talked about all this, like I said, so definitely tap in. Um, Again, I was away for October, but Scuba definitely carried the team on his back. Had some nice guests on here. Our guy Julius, Dion, and Johnne. Shout out to y'all and thank you, seriously. Um, Now we're in November, November 6th, King Vaughn was murdered very uh another young up-and-coming rapper i know damn that's that's crazy i forgot von died like right. you know, him and pot smoke they definitely want to come up right november 7th joe biden was declared the president-elect of the 2020 election um you know with covid and not wanting to do things in person it took them a little while to like for the electoral college and just yeah for them to get the the like hard numbers out to us but he was he had surpassed trump by a lot anyway by the popular vote um so with that that was when he was declared the president-elect but if we have gotten the official results i don't know late november i think um from huh shout out to kamala yeah, and his um, vice president, Kamala. Yeah, so they will be our new presidential duo <laughs> for 2021. <laughs> That's what we call them now. Something, yo. The same night, Dave Chappelle delivered a pretty brilliant monologue on SNL. I definitely, Scuba sent it to me. He put me on. I definitely suggest checking that out. Very good for hindsight now and for the future. Chappelle never misses. Never. Right. And like just like I'm going over the year, he pretty much did that in his um, monologue. So really well delivered. Yeah. Better. Um, November 19th, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion aired on HBO with the entire cast, including Dark Skin and Viv. <laughs> Y'all need to watch that. I watched it twice. It was so good. You know, HBO be playing. You only get like seven days free trial. So don't forget to cancel it if you're going to cancel it. I'm dead serious. They get me tight. I don't know who they think they are. But yeah, definitely watch it. It was good. I haven't watched it yet. I'm upset. Bro, get that seven-day trial. Set a reminder to cancel it because you will be charged $14.99 if you don't. Trust me. I know. I took a big L with that one. Oh, God. That same night, um, November 19th, a very intense versus battle happened between Young Jeezy and Gucci Mane. It's the first round versus Gucci and Jeezy. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, I was standing on the bed with that one. That was, I'm happy it ended peacefully. Yeah. It was definitely tension in the air, but nothing, nothing crazy happened. Nah, nah, thankfully, I, Jeezy's definitely a, 
the bigger person in that picture but yeah it was dope i, it, I think that might have been one of my favorite it might be my favorite but it's definitely as of right now it's my favorite verses i have to look at the list again but it's definitely one of my favorites yeah definitely um made history with their numbers too with the views so big facts spoke for itself and then our last point um because we i had us or we decided to you know take a little a little break gather our thoughts gather how we're gonna make this incredible last episode for this season um last week so we took that break so december 3rd was the week before um and bad bunnies new album el ultimo tour del mundo became the first ever all spanish speaking album to reach number one on the billboard 200 i don't know what you want me to tell them again last world tour you know for my non-spanish speakers like me (laughs) that's the name of the album yes i don't know what to tell you man i'm still working on the article but yeah, man, I can't. I ain't got no more energy to give you. <laughs> if y'all know, you should know my love. Your family. Exactly. I'm glad we ended that with him because he. This was his year as well. Like he dropped three albums, y'all. Three. One in quarantine, like mm. just at his house. Mm. Like. Also, I looked up the difference between Billboard 100 and 200 because I personally didn't know um, because he's number one on the Billboard 200, but that's incredible still because that's for the albums. Mm-hmm. Billboard 100 is for singles. So if anybody didn't know, like me, yeah, that's a distinction. Hey, man, you know, the boy's bad. That's a bad bunny. I don't know. I don't know what to say. He is. So that was our crazy year. That was the world's at least American culture, for the most part, you know, we had our boy Bad Bunny, but yeah, that was what was going on for us in the United States. What a year, y'all. Definitely tap in, though. We got, this is all talked about on our previous episodes, so thank y'all for listening. This is not the end, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Definitely tap into those. Yeah, it was a year. I think you, you uh, that would be the, uh, the subtitle. 2020 what a year what a year the least you could say but you know before you know we have a few more you know we ended off right with a few stories or like i guess a list a little you know hybrid and we were just talking about bad bunny's album the last tour i do what i want and i i I forgot the name of the second one but it's a compilation album it's really dope but uh, i'm doing my top 10 albums of the year um hip-hop albums because if it was albums of the year i do what i want would be my number one but you know like i said so my top 10 hip-hop albums of the year detroit 2 um i think big sean delivered an album that made 2020 better that made you know a lot of sense that connected a lot of thoughts that gave off hope and you know just really will be remembered as one of the best albums of you know this decade that's how I'm feeling about this album. I think Detroit 2 is going to be one of the best albums of the decade. We have Pray for Paris from West Side Gunna. I think, you know, this album definitely put Griselda in that mainstream air to where, you know, people are, you know, people who don't listen to Griselda, who <clears throat> aren't looking for that type of music, they got, I feel like a lot of people got hip to Griselda through that album. And it's a beautiful album. Like in the in the article I'm writing, I say it's um, 
I said it's high-end luxury street music. That's how I would categorize. Yeah. That's what it, you know. What I mean? That's what it is. It's incredible. West Side's amazing, and if you haven't checked it out, definitely check that album out. Then you have Polo G, the Goat. Uh, I think it's a premonition because I think Polo is definitely going to be one of the best artists. You know, ten years down the line, I just think the way he just you know puts his bars together, the the content he puts out. And you know how he works with his team, and how you know everybody in Chicago seems to love him. I think he's just going to be um, praised and you know given that love and that light. Of course, from the streets and from the hood, and from you know people who really tune into hip hop. But also, I think he has that mainstream appeal too. He just needs to put out some more quote unquote radio, Billboard uh, friendly. Um, but he you know pop out, pop out was his most Billboard friendly, and like it's it's still street, but it's still pops. So. Mm-hmm. It just showed how much potential. And like his first album, uh, damn, I'm drawing a blank to what it's called, but it was also like a really amazing album. Like his albums are two for two. Like that was an amazing debut album. This is an amazing sequel to it. So check it out. Then I had Shoot for the Stars, Ain't for the Moon, and Meet the Woo too. I couldn't pick between the two, and I didn't want them to take the slot because if Pop was alive, he definitely would have rolled out with Shoot for the Stars. I mean, uh, for Meet the Woo too. I I have to listen to it again. But I like, I have to listen to them again because I do like Superstars, Ain't For The Moon. But Meet The Woo too made me a Pop Smoke fan. You know, like we mentioned earlier when he passed away, that's after, you know, that's when I started to listen. I'm like, what am I missing out on? And Meet The Woo too was incredible, man. Like, mm-hmm. that was that was a great album. It turned me into a fan and showed me how talented he was. And then of course, you know, it put the whole drill music, New York City scene on the map. So I just think, you know, you can't pick between the two. That's why they're both on my list because that those albums, you know, they were, it was an incredible start. You know, he was pulling up a whole subgenre in hip hop with those albums. So, and he's arguably the king of New York for this year, in my opinion. He's the king of New York. Mm-hmm. Then you had King of Disease with Nas. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people when you see older rappers put out music. Uh, it might you may not pay attention to it, or it might be looked over, or it might be all right, average. Um, I think this is definitely one of Nas's best albums. Uh, it's like he, how can I say? He's like he's like a, a football basketball player that like you know when they were young, you know they were they were the best, and you know they nobody was messing with them. But then they had to adapt to this new generation and how they do things just to survive. And Nas does that. He shows that. You know, plus 40, they could still make a quality album that I think, you know, hip hop heads our age would like, and then also the older heads would also enjoy. Incredible mm-hmm. album. Grammy nominated. It deserved it. <clears throat> then you have Alfredo with Freddie Gibbs. If y'all ain't hit the Gibbs, you need to get hit the Gibbs because Gibbs is, Gibbs is different, man. I think you would like him a lot, Roger. I just think he'll be up your alley and just how he carries himself on a record and the things he talk about. Um, Freddie Gibbs is a cool rapper, man. Like, I, I'm going to send you it because I think you would definitely love the album. Uh, yeah, definitely. The, the production is what sticks out to me the most, Alfredo. And combined with, you know, of course, his sound, but like, it's, it's a beautiful, happy mesh together that I love about it. Then, a lot of people may sleep on my man Logic, but Logic definitely put out one of the best albums of the year. Like, no pressure you know, this was a tough year. A lot of good music came out. I listened to a lot of music, Roger. But like that album, 
I would I would recommend that album to anybody. Like that album, like from anybody who likes all the way to Uzi, Playboy Cardi, to the old heads. That's what Wu Tang and you know the locks. Like I could hit anybody's spectrum because like that's just how dope Logic is. Like Logic's literally for everybody. And if you don't like it, you're just a hater. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then you have Savage Mode Two with Metro Boomin and Twenty One Savage. Uh, I think you know for us. Or, you know, people who were in college when the original Savage Mode came out, it's like a cult. Not, I, 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 I compare it to a cult following because it was just so, um, it was just dope, man. Like, that was like a soundtrack. If you were in school, you know, you you, you were listening to that album. That album was being played at parties. So automatically, you know, the ceiling or the expectations are pretty high. And Metro and 21 blew it out the water, man. Like. It, it's it's incredible. Like, um, I think it just solidifies them as legends, as Atlanta legends, and that's saying a lot. So, what else could I say? Then I have Burden of Proof with Benny the Butcher, another Griselda, you know, another Griselda album. Conway didn't make it. I love Conway's album, but the next album, I just liked it more. But like, this album is also amazing. I think it just has so much game, so much, you know, value that goes beyond the music you know Benny's he's telling you stories and dropping jewels on you that you could carry outside of you know beyond him talking about his street shit but it's like real life things that people go through that you know he's dropping about how he succeeded in his you know his chosen um, career path but you know Benny's just incredible like for Griselda he's the all-around player like he of course he can give you you know he can he can mess with you know the younger generation and you know get their vibe and they flow and hop on a record and don't feel out of place, but then he also can bring it to the streets on some real gangster shit and just you know give it to you crazy like, and be genuine like he's genuine with his music because he genuinely went through those things which makes it better because it's true stories with better details. Then he's incredible. Then my last album, <laughs> I know I've been on a ten- uh, tangent. My last album. Is Dave East Comma, uh, Comma Three. It's I don't know. It, it might you know it might not be in a lot of people's top tens, but personally, I think that album is really uh, it, it's a confidence booster for me. Like Dave is just you know one he's one of the illest on the mic, and just what he how he commands a song, no matter who's on it, you know with his voice, his lyrics, his vibe, how he puts pieces his. Um, album together to it flows like seamlessly and he's consistent like a lot of people sleep on Dave but Dave is definitely in this generation I think he's top 10 so those are my top 10 albums of the year uh hopefully I can drop my article out and have more details of why these are the best albums but yeah Roger man that's that's that man that's 2020 albums of the year hip-hop that was a good list, you know. I didn't listen to like half of them, but <laughs> <laughs> y'all, I ain't shit. Like, I really gotta get out of that if I'm gonna like keep doing this. I'm just a person who, once I find the music, I latch onto it and I listen to it forever. Nothing wrong with that. But I think if you get to the point where you just want to hear more and more music, mm-hmm. I think it's a little it's not annoying but it's like you just you're looking for the next great thing but i do miss being just comfortable listening to whatever but having like listened to a lot of music i'm like i need more i need something different or i need to know but 
to be honest, challenge myself. Yeah. But for me, for my hip hop, you know, albums of the year, EPs, mixtape, you know, I just threw them all in there. This is out of what I've listened to. I've listened to more things than this, but this, these are the things that stuck with me. So um, definitely good news by Megan Thee Stallion. That was a great debut album for her. My girl killed it. My girl killed it. Um, I also agree with Detroit 2 by Big Sean. That, like you said, that was, uh, what was the word you used? Like, just how what it did for the year for us. Like, you know, it was just a good feeling album. Like, it was good. It was really good. Um, New Beginnings by Reason. I'm going to just tell you how to stop sleeping on that boy because he could spit. Um, West Coast boy. TDE boy. Stop sleeping on reason, y'all. Then Spilligion dropped. Well, okay. Spilligion by Spillage Village. They are a mouthful. <laughs> that was a mouthful. But that was a very experimental album, I feel like. They really only have like two i mean they're rapping on like all of them except for like two one or two songs maybe just one but like there's only two songs that sound like really hip-hop like with the beats and like their flows but the rest it's still just so good like i really if you want to hear something different i really recommend listening to spillage by spillage village um surprisingly v tape by vic mensa he like he kind of he be popping in and out for me like i just feel like i'll hear from him and then i don't so i enjoyed that little short tape i definitely say to check it out uh trapped on cleveland three you know for some little trap <laughs> by little keed i fuck with the whole slime gang so i i enjoyed that album for sure if you're just looking for something to bop to. Um, and then my girl Full Millie dropped Ho, Why Is You Here? So she had a lot of her singles put on that. And I feel like, I feel like most of the singles carried the album. But like she had like May I and Excuse Me, like other songs that weren't singles that really like, like she's that chick. Like, so I really enjoyed her. Uh, I think it was the album. Yeah, so. That's my, what, six or seven albums for hip-hop this year? Question. For Spillage, for Spillage Village, can I see you have anything overall, too? Who was the MVP? Like, was Jed the MVP again? Or who had, like, who carried the album? Honestly, damn, I'm blanking on his name. I mean, J.I.D., he always shows out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's most consistent, right? I'm going to give a few of them some... Um, <laughs> some some awards some titles i feel like jid's most consistent i feel like i would say you said mvp yeah i would say um wow great to be honest that boy was fun i feel like it made me pay attention to him more and like i want to go back to other earth gang stuff and like really listen to what he's saying i mean he's always he's always been good but i don't know he really stood out to me for this one um and then i would say i think it's because i haven't really matched all the names with the with the like the verses for the other people i don't really know but i'm pretty sure it's benji 
he's one of the newer people on it because there used to be only like four of them but now there's like nine of them um benji he's not on a lot but when he was on a track like he really delivered so i enjoyed him or it could be jordan bryant i don't know because he's on the same songs with benji but one of them both of them they did their thing but yeah wow great i would say for me listen to it again yeah it was good i love that album so what else we got rowdy omg rowdy rebel got released from prison that was huge (laughs) social media was lit that day i feel like he got released on tuesday december 15th after six years that was like a huge moment i feel like i felt the energy literally like through my phone i felt the energy (laughs) of everybody but if you don't know he is part of the gs9 crew with bobby schmerda i hope y'all know who bobby schmerda is so in 2014 uh, Rowdy Rebel, Bobby Schmerda, and about 13 other GSM affiliates were arrested by the NYPD. Yeah, they were just charged for a bunch of stuff. Um, Rowdy pleaded guilty in exchange for a plea deal in which he was sentenced to prison for six to seven years. He appeared in court this past August to schedule his parole hearing. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm happy for him, the whole, his whole, you know, the whole state of New York and his people. I would love for Shmurdy, Shmurda to come out. (laughs) I don't know why I just said Shmurdy. I would love for Shmurda to come out soon because, you know, 2014 was a time and I could just like imagine what it would be like for them in 2016. Cause you know, that was a highlight for a lot of us. And if they were just like dropping music back to back in 2016 like i wonder what that would have been like um but it seems that schmerder might not be out until december 2021 yeah. um yeah so originally schmerder was supposed to get five years and rowdy was supposed to get 12 but schmerder like you know took one for the team and they split it he took seven so rowdy could get seven and not 12 he told complex that in 2016 and it was just crazy because Literally, Hot Nigga came out. Um, I don't know if it came out summer of 2014, but it it became the hottest song in the summer of 2014. And then they got caught up with this at the end of 2014, like November, December. So it's definitely a moment in hip hop as well for Rowdy to be released. He already dropped a song. Go check that out. Um, definitely immediately tapped into the New York drill, which is i guess their scene like it listen to the song it's literally new york drill damn i haven't listened to it yet but i can only imagine i know the boy if computers and computers still go tired to this day hello like computers i feel like you could play it you know next time we in the club like it's gonna go crazy like that record so you know that it's gonna be crazy when they both come out right I'm looking forward to hearing them collab again and just seeing what he does. His people um, greeted him <laughs> with honest stacks, <laughs> some chains, some 
bracelets like he's good so and again he just dropped a song so we shall see what the future holds for them mm-hmm. um more hip-hop teams for like an hour uh, we almost done though so this rapper i think she pronounces it cupcake but <laughs> for the time being i'm just gonna call her cupcake she, if y'all remember when K. Dot Kendrick dropped Control, like that was a grip ago too, at least five years ago. But she pulled one of them and she dropped her own called How to Rob Remix, and she literally just name dropped a bunch of people. It's a short song; it's like over a minute, but less than two minutes. Um, so this really, I'm highlighting this because it took my twitter over like she was trending a few of the other people she named was trending and like i realized what was going on um and i think you know things like these mm, no i'm not gonna say that i was gonna say a moment in hip-hop but i don't i mean they are generally but i'm gonna get into why i don't really feel like it is for what she did But she started off the song saying, if you hear your name, it's all mother effing love. Don't take shit personal. But you know how I'm finna side on this beat. So I'm gonna just tell you everybody she name dropped. She name dropped Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, DaBaby, Lil Baby, 6ix9ine, Lizzo, Offset, Migos, Wiz Khalifa, Tory Lanez, Young M.A., Doja Cat, Suki Hana, Lil Durk, City Girls, Lil Kim, Chief Keef, G Herbo, Mulatto, Flo Millie, Sada Baby, and Dream Doll. Whew. So yeah, literally, like I said, it's a short song. So she just was like back to back to back, just throwing out names and saying her little tidbit about them. So like I said, this took over my Twitter. And what really stood out was she has this one specific line about Megan Thee Stallion. And it goes like this. Run up on Megan, like, give me your funds, and you can't even run because you just got shot. So that was, like, probably what even sent social media and Black Twitter and hip-hop Twitter into a frenzy because when you listen to the song, everything else she was saying, it was, like, you know, little jabs, nothing crazy, like, you know, regular battle rap, rap shit, like, okay, cool. But this was definitely the standout line. I feel like, personally, I didn't like the line. And it was a little too far for me. Mm. People on Twitter were like, y'all are sensitive. So many people saying y'all are sensitive. This is rap. Everything's off the table, off limits, da da da. But I just feel like just because people have done it in the past doesn't make it right. I feel like you know specifically this year we have seen the increase of people being like protect black women but then another black woman woman goes around and clowns a black woman for getting shot so it's like i feel like that just goes out the the window for people is because she's a black woman herself and she said that like i don't know i just feel like keep it consistent and i also feel like it just shows us how desensitized we are to violence um I know like rap has probably done that a little bit, at least like the content we hear in rap, like we're desensitized from the violence that they're talking about. But like, 
I'm pretty sure that was a traumatizing event for Megan and just, you know, all the publicity behind it. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it was a lot, but it was her shock value. It was her, it was her shock factor of the song because everything else was kind of just like, eh. Um, and a lot of other people were saying that she did it for attention and well there was like two things do it for attention and to get people to rap like when k-dot dropped control i felt like it was one of those things where it's like he's trying to like stare the pot like get these niggas to rap like drop some shit but i feel like if she wanted to do that she called out the wrong people me personally, I feel like Cardi B, 6ix9ine, Doja Cat, Sukihana, City Girls, and Dream Doll, and maybe even the Amigos, I don't feel like their passion, like growing up, was like to rap. <laughs> like a lot of our favorite rappers. Um, I feel like a lot of them started rapping for money. Like they saw they could come up from it, but it's not this is just me personally i don't feel like it was for their love for rap or for their talent they definitely had to work not everybody who starts rapping is just like automatically good but like i feel like probably more work had to go in i know some of the people i just named have ghostwriters so it's like if she wanted people to rap she could have called out rap city chica tierra wag detronada Le kelly 47 like a whole bunch of other women she could have um called out because i feel like she knew the men weren't gonna respond i mean i feel like it's a no-brainer that they weren't gonna respond because what are they gonna say about her like first of all who is she <laughs> like not to be rude but i've only heard of her from seeing her trend on twitter from seeing like reckless stuff in her raps or just like on twitter or something um now sukihana was the only one who responded and then cupcake responded back to that so with that track i could see because i haven't i never listened to this girl before with that track that told me that she can rap and like i did a little bit of research and she is a battle rapper so like she definitely can rap but i just felt like this was like more for attention and to get her name like swirling like she called out big people megan cardi migos um People who have been on top of the game right now have had a big year or have had a big year in the past. Like, Young and May hasn't dropped a song in, like, how long? And even if she has recently, within the year, last year, like, you know, her name ain't swirling around like it was when she... ...an event on Twitter, though, and... Do you say that again? Because it, it froze. Say what? Were you talking about Meg? Because it froze. In the beginning? No. The Meg part. You The last thing you just said. Oh, like she caught... Okay, yeah. <laughs> I wish they could see your face. Like, no, I, I was with you the whole time. It just, it just paused for okay. like six seconds. Yeah. Um, so I feel like she did it more for attention because she caught out big names like Megan Thee Stallion and the Migos and um, Cardi B, City Girls. And I feel like 
a lot of those people she called out are have had a huge year this year at the top like the baby and megan stallion or they have had a year where they were at the top before because like young and may i think she might have dropped a song this year but like it didn't make waves like that like you know she hasn't had a year like she's had before but yeah everybody she's caught out has had a big year or having a big year um so i feel like it definitely would like give her attention and again with like the whole shock factor of the megan line like i feel like she was definitely looking to get attention as opposed to having people rap like all the people she called out rap yeah, this was uh, this was interesting because I didn't peep what she said in the beginning about how it's all love, but you know how I'm a slide on it. I just then it's like I don't know if you're gonna go hard like that, you gotta go all the way. I don't wanna you can't cushion your blow as they would say, but yeah, I just I don't know like and that just says I think she's doing it for attention. I never heard of her. Like, I thought she was supposed to come to UMass once. Like, somebody was trying to get her to perform at their event. But I um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know why she had to go so hard on them. Well, not, not like saying like that. I understand why. And I do agree that with the, the perspective that, you know, it's hip hop. And, you know, everything is on the table. If anything we learned from the Drake and Pusha T situation is that everything is on the table. Uh, <laughs> And even before that, but more recently with that beef, everything is on the table. Uh, mm. But she, uh, yeah, I'd, even listening to it, it was cool, whatever, you know. And then the Megan Thee Stallion thing, I think that was definitely her shock value bar, her, you know, she's like, I'm going to get him with this one. And uh, like I said, I think everybody, you know, you know, they will interpret it interpret it however they want to interpret it some people will be like that's going too far and then some people will be like this is hip-hop so i think it really is based on the response from you know the rappers the rapper she dissed and to your point i feel like maybe she could have dissed you know some other people who would you know probably said some things some more people would have said some things but i don't think meg is worried about shorty just because you know Everything that's going on, I think she's behind all of this Tory Lane situation. Like she's just one breakthrough artist for Apple Music. Like I think Meg is not gonna give her attention. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think she's getting the reaction she wants from this record that she wanted. Right. And I feel like like I don't even know if she really expected Megan to respond. Like, do you even though it was a heavy hitting line, but it's like, there's no way she expected all these people to respond. Literally the only person who responded was Suki Hana. And it's like, who is that? I personally have my own opinions about Suki, but like, she's another one. Like she, I don't, it doesn't strike me that hip hop's her passion. Like it's just another come up for a lot of these people. So I just feel like, she called out the wrong people and then the big people meg cardi migos like they're not gonna respond so i really don't know what her angle was with this but she definitely if she wanted the twitter world (laughs) to respond i mean she definitely got a response she wanted to yeah she wanted um she wanted some attention and twitter got it i you know my timeline didn't say nothing about that (laughs) yeah she was trending on um mine 
And also, though, a point you brought up with, like, the whole Drake and Pusha thing, I feel like even with them, though, you know, apparently or supposedly Drake had, you know, um, a few, I don't know if it was a whole song or just a few lines in his disc that he didn't put out because there's a, I feel like there is a certain limit. There's a certain line where you just don't cross, like, who said is rap all things off the table? Like who like who says people gotta follow that? You know, like this is people's livelihood. You're talking about their lives. Like I feel like there is a limit and I don't know. Is oh. it protect black women or not, y'all? Which one is it? <laughs> well, speaking of the Drake or just in general, I think it's it all depends on where the people want to take it. Cause Drake had another record, but he was like, I don't want it take it there because from there it gets beyond the music and like right now i'm listening to a lot of uk drill music and mm-hmm. like, you think chicago's tough you think chicago's really like i mean well they they manipulate each other this i think it's a little i think it's a much more rougher than chicago because these men from the uk south london <laughs> they they say people's names they talk about you know they, they go really hard they go stupid hard. Like they they describe a whole, you know, how homie got stabbed up and everything. So I think it's really just it's really just how hard they want to go at it. I don't think she wanted to go that hard. That's why I think it's a perfectless per, uh, purposeless record because even before she said all these things, it was like, I'm just playing, but you know how I'm gonna do this. So you know, like you know, you just wanted the attention, and she got our attention. <laughs> right. But you know, big ups to her. <laughs> but to end it off, our last topic of 2020 ended it off with the Boston Awards, the Music Award, the Boston Music Awards. A little history: the Boston Music Awards was founded in 1987. The Boston Music Awards is an annual set of awards that showcase the extraordinary. extraordinary <clears throat> excuse me, extraordinary musical talents in the Massachusetts area. Um, their mission reads is, our mission is to unite and celebrate the music scene in Massachusetts. In today's fast-paced environment, the Boston Music Awards are the one time of the year that we hope the music scene takes a moment to celebrate and appreciate the talent within our state. And usually each year, the Boston Music Award is like the biggest, you know, celebration of local music, not just hip hop, you know, it's hip hop, R&B, country, blues, jazz, a whole bunch of genres. Um, and it's like a, they have multiple performances. It's like a big award show. And it's like a time where these artists could like network with each other and get to know each other or whatever. But this year they didn't have an in-person celebration this year. And they really didn't do much on social media either. They just like posted the winners. So I just thought it was cool. Just, you know, ended off, you know, highlighting some artists that you know we highlighted with our artists of the week and then just dope artists from boston so like hip-hop artists of the year and artists of the year is by is by by i always mess up her name i call it b-a-y b-b-i-a but it's by right yeah they i like b-a-y yeah. b-y-a <laughs> Bia. it's b-i-a yeah he's dope though I, I listened to her her album she just put out I think she could definitely, I think she could definitely move her way up, you know, 
to, you know, be more well known. I know you highlighted her. We're back to the topic. So, like, what, what did you think about her overall? I did. Um, I listened to her album EP. I, she has like an interesting, uh, what is the word? Like, like tone of her voice. It's very like, it's very like laid back and chill. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people who have maybe a shorter attention span or are looking, I don't know, for something to hit them right away. Like, I feel like she might pass them because her voice is just like really chill. But I actually got hip to her from watching this. I used to be a reality junkie when I was in like middle school and high school. Um, <laughs> I watched this show called Sisterhood of Hip Hop. It was on like Oxygen or something like that or Lifetime. I don't know. I think I got them both wrong. But um, yeah, Lifetime, I think. Um, so it was called Sisterhood of Hip Hop, and she was on it. Um, she was on the first season, I think the first two seasons, with other female rappers from around the country. Interesting. And they were, yeah, and they were like, she's from Boston. I think she like grew up in Medford, but whatever. If you're not from Mass, you don't know Medford. So close enough, I guess. Um, but, well, but she's not from Boston. I don't think so. But yeah, I think I thought the... I thought the album was it was cool like you know it was a vibe it was a vibe i got some well i don't know are we letting them know about what we're about to release i don't know y'all can definitely hear some music from her though via mm-hmm. us <laughs> <laughs> just so you know yeah but like, she's cool i like her that was a cool sneak peek but yeah she's dope check her out man question though do you like because she's i'm pretty sure she's signed if not though she has like a huge following though like she's like up there with cousin stiz so and i know he won something like last year right yeah he's won he won both of these categories before right so i'm just like curious as to what their um what is the word like how they like choose people because she's not considered local anymore like not in the slightest (laughs) I think with the, I think it probably differs year to year. And, like, I think she won these awards because she has the most exposure. And the music is good, don't get me wrong. But, like, she's, you know, people listen to her around the country. She's signed. Um, so she, she got it in that perspective. And, you know, like I said, the music is good. I don't think she does not deserve it. Because, you know, later on, we have honorable mentions of Millsy. But, like, her, but the difference between her and Millsy is she, like you said, she got a following. And I think that they take that into account. And then the, the label support, too. Mm, okay. Yeah, she's dope, though. I would like to see her do more, do some music with Stiz. I think that, wouldn't that be an interesting vibe? It would. They should. Just saying, you know, they're from the city. <laughs> and then new artist of the year, my boy St. Liar, my man won. I wish, you know, I think at this moment, I think he's definitely my favorite artist from Massachusetts, which is interesting because we got a lot of dope rappers from Roxbury. I love my Roxbury, but like the Van Burden boys are different. And he's, he's dope. Like I, I thought his album was worthy of album of the year. It didn't win it, but um, he's dope. And I'm happy he won one award. Uh, I yeah. thought he, huh? They're from Brockton, right? Yeah, they're from Brockton. Yeah. Cool dudes. Um, I thought his song Gossip was also song of the year, but, you know, it is what it is. 
it's def it was one of my top played songs of 2020. So that's why you know I could be a little biased, but it's such a banger. Like, I can't wait to get a car so I could bang that. <laughs> then we had singer, we had songwriter, songwriter of the year, Latrell James. Shout out to Nehemiah for putting me on. He sure. also put out a um, he just also put out an album called Under. Really dope album. Like he's 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 lit with the pen right there. Like we got yeah. a lot of talent in the city. Definitely. Shout out to Nehemiah. He put me on to him too. Just like seeing him post him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then lastly, for the six one six one seven sessions, we had Red Shades. She won Artist of the Year for Let Me Go Talk My Ish. Shout out to Red Shades. You put me on there when you highlighted her. I was like, who is this? She seems very interesting. And she is very interesting. Her style is, you know, is unique and is dope in a good way. Yes, she... That girl can spit, like, she be flowing. She can rap for real. I like her a lot. Let's go check her out. She has that album out, Feel the Aura. Yep. Yes. Um. Yeah, definitely check that out, y'all. And she has a lot of features from local artists, too. So just to broaden your hip-hop palette for local artists, that's definitely an album to check out. Yes, yes. And the honorable mentions, um, John, John and Lucas, he put out a really dope project this year. Him and Millsy so definitely on the come up. Or I mean, they are they're already well established and everything, but they're just dope artists. That, you know, I haven't listened to a lot of them yet, but I think they're definitely they'll definitely make an artist of the week because they got that they got the skills. Then for R and B artists, you know, shout out to the homie Sean Wire and the boy Najee, dope mm-hmm. artists like. We highlighted Najee. He was like one of our last few uh, artists of the week. Really dope dudes, man. And then, which I'm most upset about, she didn't win for video of the year. You know, Roxbury's own Vintage Lee. Her draw two short film was incredible. Like, I don't see how those other videos won. I watched the other videos, and not to say they were trash, but compared to the draw two, I thought they were trash. But, you know. Hey. <laughs> It is what it is, though. But, yeah, man. Before we go to Rajia, um, dang, impromptu question. What? Dang. I don't know. I don't have a question. I should have prepared this before, but this has been dope. I appreciate you helping me get through the weeks, man. It's been a, it's been an interesting 2020, and I'm ready to get into 2021 and see what that has in store for both of us for the podcast and outside the podcast man definitely it's always a pleasure definitely kept me going i'm thankful for it and we pushed through like we we did a whole whole year of it so i hope y'all enjoyed it um the the weekly post the podcast um definitely more is coming so this isn't the last of us um definitely stay tuned for more yes yeah you're always sending it off right you always be you know what i mean you like the the camera on the um what's it the you I don't even know how to, i don't need to know you know you, you end it off right i should have just ended it right there but i had to let it be known thank you thank you i try you know um and like that we'll be back not sure yet but you got a lot of we got you know we'll be back This is back to the topic. Until next time, y'all. Until next time. Thank you. Actually, to the next episode. Right. Peace, peace, peace.